1: I hope I can be the type of guide you can rely on to unlock the agency you have to reach your own mental and physical competency. Let's get started with what's coming up on today's episode.
0: Coming up on this week's show.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 18 of Free and Inspire Radio. My name is Philip Watkins. Thank you for joining us Can you believe we are almost coming up to the final week of March 2022, if you're listening to this later on? Now, bucking the trend for today's show, we're going to do another episode on probiotics. Last week, we looked at probiotics and the brain, and this week, I've decided to do some more stuff on probiotics, and we're going to look at the question, I wondered if a probiotic could help strengthen my immunity which is what one of my patients asked me around about 10 days ago so let's go back to that question i wondered if a probiotic could help strengthen my immunity and that's what today's episode is about well just to make it easy for you the answer is yes and in this episode we're going to try and get up to date with the different ways that different probiotic strains or species might be able to help you to build your immune response And help things like allergic and viral conditions by doing so. So if you're a regular listener to the show, thank you, by the way, you'll have heard before many times, I'm sure, how the digestive system houses 70% of the immune system. Now for this episode's context, let's define exactly what we mean by immune response and how probiotics can help. So the easiest ways to look at how probiotics help is by bringing balance to the bacterial community or microbiome. So this balance assists with things like viral and allergic uh, conditions and other disorders such as inflammatory bowel disease and autoimmune conditions as well. So quite broadly, uh, quite a broad effect there. So building on that, Researchers from Chinese University in Hong Kong have found that 40% of people diagnosed with COVID-19 have a form of dysbiosis or imbalance of bacteria in their digestive systems. Furthermore to that, that imbalance in gut bacteria with immune potential contributes to the severity of COVID-19, which underscores just how much the microbiome can influence our immunity. Now, we're definitely going to go into that more, but let's start with some basics around probiotics and their role in the immune system and come back to the COVID study later. So in previous episodes, we've looked at two parts of the immune system, the the innate immune system and the adaptive immunity. An easy way to understand the innate immune system is simply as the body's first line of defense. For example, organs like the skin are part of the innate immune system. So, in contrast, the adaptive immune system, which offers uh, or often acts, excuse me, after the in, after the innate immune system, is specific in its behaviour. For example, T and B lymphocytes, whose function is to respond to specific antigens. Now, probiotics, which is what we're talking about today, play a critical role in maintaining the delicate balance between the innate and adaptive immune system, so it works on both. The This balance allows the body to tolerate many potential antigens entering the body via the food we eat or the air we breathe. Now, this somewhat explains why 70% of the immune system is in the digestive system, and it's mainly because the digestive system is actually the kind of front line for the level of exposure of things coming in from the environment. So therefore, it kind of makes sense that the defense system for the body is at that front line as well. So hopefully, even though you keep hearing this crazy term 70% of the immune system is in the digestion, hopefully that goes to some way to explain why. Notice that we're using probiotics precisely when addressing gut bacteria's role in promoting an immune response and this is quite important because this specificity is because one of the key characteristics of a probiotic is that it benefits the host as a live organism now the reason to differentiate that is because some bacteria within the microbiome can actually cause undesirable immune responses such as things like autoimmunity it's kind of crazy right bacteria in your gut can literally or You know, say not so literally, but can turn inflammation on or off. And that is why we have to really kind of hone in on making sure that we say probiotics because they're the ones that are actually having the benefit. So, the way they turn inflammation on or off is a little too complex for this episode, but let's look at specific probiotic strains that we can rely on to help improve the immune system's desirable parts, the ones that protect our body from the outside world. So, remember our innate immune system, the first line of defense that we were just talking about there? This is the first place where we can see probiotics strengthen the immune system's resolve. And it actually starts in your saliva. Yep. One of the critical components of your barrier immunity is an immunoglobulin called secretory IgA. And you can actually see this uh, tested on things like comprehensive stool tests that test the microbiome within your large intestine. Now, it appears in high concentrations in your saliva and stomach and plays a huge role in managing your sensitivity and tolerance to food. So let me repeat that secretory IGA plays a huge role in maintaining your sensitivity and tolerance to food. Now, this is where in some cases, if you're a little stressed out or you're a little uh, run down, so to speak, that actually affects the level of your secretory IGA, which means there's a possibility that being consistently run down may actually affect your tolerance and sensitivity to food. Now, that's not going to be in the transcript, so welcome to the exclusive content that you get just from listening to this podcast, but definitely something to consider. Now, the way I explain Secretory IGA's role to patients is to imagine a Lord of the Rings type affair where an army is approaching a castle ready for battle and the archers appear ready to fire first. Well, if you're still with me after the Lord of the Rings reference, then secretory IgA are the archers of the immune system. And when they encounter an antigen from food entering the mouth, for example, their job is to attack first, hence the term barrier immunity. Now, one of the lesser-known probiotics, Saccharomyces boulardii, is often used in natural medicine to boost this essential immune cell. Its ability to increase secretory IgA is amplified by an anti-inflammatory effect that has uh, has been beneficial in different bacterial infections and symptomatic relief in inflammatory bowel conditions such as Crohn's disease. Further, S. Uh, can also interfere with the growth of undesirable pathogens that can cause imbalance within the bacterial community, as such as Candida albicans, Yersinia enterocolitium, H. pylori, which is a common one, and more pathological bacteria infections, such as one you may have heard of, Salmonella. This ability to interfere with undesirable bacteria makes Aspilatia one of the best options for antibiotic and associated traveler's diarrhea and I realized when I introduced Saccharomyces bilatii that I actually pronounced it wrong so if you caught that mega points to you I will not make the mistake again but let's not get too distracted hey it's a Saturday afternoon for me Another way probiotics can help to boost your immune defenses is by secreting compounds that suppress the growth of organized crime like gram-negative bacteria in the gut. This suppression can be significant based on the connection between gram-negative bacteria and numerous inflammatory conditions. So suppressing gram-negative bacteria and their compounds called lipopolysaccharides or LPS, which you may have heard of me refer in to in other episodes is a great way to use probiotics to improve your immune response whilst uh, reducing an overreactive or overactive immune response, such as the one we see occur in allergies. Now, let's look at allergies a little bit because we talk about immune response in that we don't want to get colds and flus and things like that, but one of the conditions that affects so many people around the world are things like hay fever, allergic rhinitis. So a systematic systematic review of probiotics and allergic rhinitis showed that pro- probiotics could improve allergic rhinitis symptoms. So more studies are required to ascertain which probiotics are exactly the most helpful, but it still does show some promise. Now, to be more specific, uh, some of the common probiotic strains that are currently used in, in these studies to help with the immune response in allergic rhinitis include Lactobacillus acidophilus, Lactobacillus KCI, Lactobacillus rhamnosus, Bifidobacterium longum and Lactobacillus gasseri and if you want that list just simply go to philipwatkins.health and the transcript will be there and you'll be able to have a look at that uh, without having to rewind the show constantly. So the good news with this list is that it looks like many professional practitioner only brands that are available. So it basically allows you to potentially try them out for yourself or enlist the help of a practitioner to choose the most appropriate one for you. And I'll try and touch on that a little bit at the end, but let's look at one of the more hot topics of the 2020s, probiotics and viral infections. So before COVID, can probiotics help with viral infections just such as the common cold? The answer once again is yes, but we're still learning how and which probiotics might be best again, even though we've got some ideas Still, even a review done in the prestigious Coch- Cochrane commentary or that you may have be familiar with the Cochrane uh, reports, um, it, the review done on probiotics actually saw some positive results. And a review covering 13 studies that amounted to just under 4,000 people of all ages, so children through to elderly people. Found that probiotics were better than placebo in preventing upper respiratory infections, the average duration of an episode, and cold related absence from school for the younger people there, which is relatively clear in other studies that I've read as well. So I think you can definitely, I would like to say that pending more research, obviously, you could pretty much take that to the bank that the the seasonal kind of infections are really very much benefited as uh, by probiotic formulas another more recent review done in 2020 looked at six randomized controlled trials totaling approximately 1500 people and they were mainly adults and found that probiotics once again better than placebo mainly in this case are preventing the occurrence of colds so All the craziness aside, as far as COVID nineteen is concerned, you know, just not getting a cold and flu is good too, right? So probiotics can definitely help there. Uh, I haven't mentioned much about the strains or species, but I would suggest that the lactobacillus species, um, and you know, just getting a nice broad amount of probiotics, which once again I'll talk about a bit later, would be a, a nice place to start for you. So. Following on from this, an exciting study addendum published in 2021 at the height of COVID for many countries suggested that probiotics might have a role to play in the management of the global pandemic, something that we're going to look at a little bit later, adding that the results of their study had a 27% reduction in colds compared to controls. And this is where they were kind of basing their hypothesis on COVID-19 from was that some people getting up to 30% reduction in, in, uh, in cold episodes, which is crazy. And that's look, that's nothing that we haven't said just previously in this episode, but this particular study found an important side note. And I think it's something that's been not as expressed, let's say, in the public landscape as maybe as much as it should have, at least. During this study, a group of people considered overweight or obese had a more significant reduction in their prevalence of colds using probiotics than the initial results. So this added effect suggests that probiotics may play a role in the comorbidity element that we've seen to become thematic in the, both in the global pandemic but also in immune deficiency. So that is super interesting considering the comorbidities that we're going to look at in COVID, uh, which we won't touch on too much in part two. But as I said, there are some very interesting signs that we will find people who are unfortunately a little overweight or struggling metabolically do tend to have a more challenging experience with COVID. But Moving, moving on, is there a reason why the gut affects lung-based diseases positively? And that's a really interesting question because we're seeing it across the board. So introducing the gut-lung axis. So if you're a regular listener to the show, you would have heard me say the gut-brain axis almost in ad adfinitum. But now we have the gut-lung axis. Now, recent research, seemingly driven by the pandemic, has highlighted the possible crosstalk between the digestive system and the lungs. Interestingly, the predominant phyla in the lungs are very similar to the digestive system, which is very interesting. So mainly firmicutes and Bacteroidetes, followed by proteobacteria and atinobacteria. So you can look those up if you wish. Once again, transcript at philipwatkins.health.com. So what exactly does this mean? Well, at the moment, the gut act, gut-lung axis is interesting at best. It's um, There's so much more research and it doesn't mean much more than to watch this space as the research is still unfortunately a little bit scattered or at least the research I'm accessing at the moment still with respiratory illnesses not going away anytime soon. New ideas around how probiotic probiotics can influence their outcome are undoubtedly very very exciting. So what do you think? Well, let's take a little break and when we when we come back, let's dive into just literally outstanding research done on probiotics and COVID-19 in Hong Kong. And over the break, I'm going to work out how I can stop saying literally so much. You're listening to Free and Inspired Radio. My name is Philip Watkins. Thank you for hanging out with us. We'll be back after this.
0: Woo, time to take a break. Are you enjoying this episode of Free and Inspired Radio? There's no better time to take back your personal health sovereignty. If you want to connect with more free and inspired episodes, simply subscribe to your favorite podcast platform or visit the website at www.philipwatkins.health for more information. Let's get back to the show.
1: Yes, yes. Welcome back to episode 18 of Free and Inspired War Radio. This week, we're looking at the role that probiotics can play in strengthening different elements of your immunity. Now, we've looked at allergies, some common cold research, and some of the strains that can help. And in this final part of the show, what you've all been waiting for, let's look at how probiotics can address some of the considerations for COVID-19. As we touched on at the beginning of the show, researchers at Hong Kong's Chinese University have shed light on the role of probiotics in the management of COVID-19. Let's spend some time looking a little deep into some of the details of their work and the strains of probiotics that they have found to help. So one of the key themes revealed over the past 24 months was that people were experiencing a multi-system effect beyond the respiratory symptoms initially associated with the virus. The digestive systems seem to be especially vulnerable in this case and with some with some studies noting that the ACE2 receptor, which you may or may not have heard of, for which COVID has an affinity for and actually enters the body through, is mainly expressed in the gut. In this study that we're looking at from Chinese university, researchers measured the immune response, so the amount of inflammation in simpler terms, and the microbiome in 100 patients with COVID-19. Even with the small cohort, they found some really interesting things. The first was that the microbiome compositions and their, the imbalance within them seemed to be related to how many inflammatory chemicals were present in the blood or how inflamed someone was. And this inflammation would then cause further issues to be either more severe or more prolonged. One of the issues with this and how it relates to you is that the imbalanced bacterial environments inhibited the clearance of the virus post-infection, basically affecting your convalescence from COVID-19 something that seemingly increased the chance of post viral complications or long covid something mirrored in a letter to the editor from the journal of medical virology at the end of february 2022 once again i've got that reference in the transcript i seem to be mentioning that a lot in this show but there's uh, you know some of these references are very important because we're making some you know some statements that are pretty uh, i mean most of these studies have been relate- released over the last few weeks so uh, it's important to me that you're able to access them and look at them for yourself Another Hong Kong based study, Go Hong Kong, released a week or so before putting this episode together, had a little more unsettling results. And this time the researchers followed up patients who had mild to moderate COVID over six months. Now, the most common symptoms people in the study were experiencing were things like fatigue, poor memory hair loss, anxiety and difficult sleep difficulty sleeping. And as a side note, it is kind of interesting that the long-term symptoms from a respiratory illness were seemingly quite, you know, abroad in relation to the hair loss. You know, and some some brain-based symptoms there as well. But this is where the the studies actually got you know the results of these studies got interesting. So people suffering from long COVID symptoms, so to speak, or what the paper calls post acute COVID syndrome or PCAS, had distinctly lower levels of bacteria associated with immune function and higher levels of bacteria that could affect the brain and mental health system, uh, mental health symptoms that we listed earlier. Very very interesting. The unsettling side of the results was down to the fact that even after six months, the changes in gut bacteria remained further compounding these problems. Now, this could be down to diet and stress, definitely. But the message here is specific for my listeners who are trying to help their gut and the brain. If you've even had mild to moderate COVID-19 infection, that seems to have a lasting effect on your gut bacteria. So let me just repeat that even mild to moderate COVID-19 infection seems to have a lasting effect on the gut bacteria. So already our question, can probiotics improve my immune response? Can probiotics strengthen my immune response? I think we're starting to see that very clearly. Now this lasting effect, whilst this seems kind of scary, can actually be solved using probiotic supplementation. And whilst we've looked at probiotics in general, we've mentioned a few strains uh, a little earlier, we, we can also look at a particular strain called Bifidobacterium adolescentis, Gosh, my pronunciation, hey. And this form of Bifidobacterium has shown promise in improving uh, vaccination responses and also reducing adverse effects often associated with long COVID post-infection. So that's, that's also very interesting to add here is that not only are we seeing the role for probiotics in helping you to get over your infections better, more effectively, we're also seeing that certain forms of probiotics, namely this one here, Bifidobacterium adalocentis, gosh, I'm I'm terrible. I'm not I'm not going to try and pronounce that again. Please excuse me. Um, will basically improve your chances of having your vaccination work for you. So that's really really important. Remember though, a little kind of off a little rant coming up. So a little monologue from me. Even though this whole. My whole podcast is kind of a monologue, but a little, more, a little soapbox. Not all probiotics are created equally. So, look, you've listened to this episode, and you're thinking, "Hey, definitely time for me to look into a probiotic formula to try and improve my immune system." Great idea. We've looked at some of the specific species and their contribution, but it's important to note there are some best practices to follow when looking at which probiotics might help. That's just over the counter. So in the clinic, when I get asked about brands to choose from, I often say that there are two supplements you should spend money on, fish oil and probiotics. I say this mainly because the manufacturing quality control behind both of these formulas is very expensive. So something that you're going to see for relatively cheap, small amounts of species diversity, it's probably not going to help you as much as you might think. Some quick advice, best practices, keep your probiotics purchase to a refrigerated version with a broad selection of species from Lactobacillus and Bifidobacterium to ensure that you're getting the right amount of diversity in the capsule. An easy way to think about this is if you're trying to repopulate the different nationalities of the earth. There are so many different regions, there are so many different nationalities who all contribute in their own way and that makes sense not to focus too much on one species such as Lactobacillus acidophilus or anything like that. The more, the diverse selection of species that you can get in your probiotic formula I believe the better but as I said that remains, (laughs) is open to interpretation considering there are just millions of brands of probiotics all seemingly doing their own version of things So what do you think in this article, or in this episode, excuse me, uh, we've been exploring how using probiotics might be able to improve your immune activity. Using probiotics to improve your immunity can not only help different presentations of immune disorders, such as allergies and getting colds, but may also be the difference in making COVID vaccines work for you, as we mentioned, and helping you recover from an infection if it were to happen. So there you have it. Most of the time, we're dealing with kind of nuanced subjects where I'm trying to bring you an update on where some of the research is at, but I think it's fair to say that probiotics can definitely help with your immune system, and I hope they can help you too. Before we finish this episode of Free and Inspired Radio, if you'd love to hear more from me and get the word on the new articles, podcast episodes, and anything else that we're doing, jump over to the website philipwatkins.health. And you'll be able to sign up to join our community there on the newsletter. That's on the sidebar of every page on the website. So if you feel like you want to be a part of the community and learn more about your brain and gut health, please don't hesitate to sign up. It'd be great to have you part of the community. As always, your reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify help me get the word on the street. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, throw the video a like and subscribe, and you'll be able to see when the new episodes are uploaded thank you. Always thank you to get this far. And I've mentioned this before. I'm doing this as frequently as I possibly can. And I'm getting there to be weekly. If you have any feedback for the show, it's always welcome. And a few people have actually reached out and it's really lovely of you. I like to send shouts to people in Brazil, people in Germany, people in the US and Australia, the UK. Thank you. For listening it's amazing to see the diversity of people who are listening to the show and i wanted to end this episode just with a big thank you to the people who are supporting it there are uh, slowly but surely the word is getting out and people are enjoying it so i'm very very grateful for that i'm making the odd mistake here and there and i'm trying to be gentle on myself about it i hope it not affecting your listening experience too much but with that next week we will be moving away from probiotics and we're going to be looking at a hormone and that hormone is going to be cortisol and that's part of our bloated, full and tired pillar on philipwatkins.health. So stay tuned next week. I'm going to be breaking down everything that cortisol does to your body and how you might be able to remedy it. For now, have a lovely week. Stay safe and be kind to people. Philip Watkins signing off from Freedom Inspired Radio. See you next
0: week. Oh my gosh, you made it to the end. This show is all about you, and we hope you finished this episode feeling one step closer to feeling free and inspired. We'll be back next week, but if you want to know more about Philip please catch a digital flight to www.philipwatkins.health for further details about how we might be able to help. In the meantime, have a great morning, afternoon, or evening, and we'll see you for another episode next week.